Exceeding Expectations, episode 42. Welcome to Exceeding Expectations, the podcast where we try to help you with your, the customer experience you offer to your customers in, with the result that you're going to get better testimonials, referrals and more bookings. You can find us on iTunes uh, if you want to leave a review and um, please do share the episode with people who you think might get some use out of it. Today's guest is Eve Dawes. She's originally from Essex, but she's moved out to the, to the States quite a while ago and um, has had quite an, uh, an eventful life. She became Mrs. Nevada. Uh, now she has her own line of cosmetics. She helps people in health and wellness and other areas such as that. And we're going to hear more about that in just a few minutes with Eve. Uh, please do go on to our Facebook group, Exceeding Expectations on Facebook have some start some discussions maybe ask any questions about anything you've heard on the show anything you've liked disliked and so on um hope you enjoyed this week's show with eve Dawes. exceeding expectations my guest today is eve Dawes. how are you eve hi thanks for having me on your show i'm excited to talk to you and I was expecting someone with an American accent, seeing that you're in Nevada, but it turns out you're from Chelmsford in Essex. I know, it's so weird. And everyone expects it. They see me and I was like, Mrs. Nevada. How can you be Mrs. Nevada? You're English. But yeah, I've been here six years now. Wow. Okay, let's, let's go straight into that. Mrs. Nevada, how did that come about? I was volunteering at the Blind Centre and there was a guy there that was talking to me And he was at home in the dark for a year. He didn't know where to go to get help. So people didn't know about the blind center. So I wanted to raise awareness for it. And okay, you're probably thinking, well, if they're blind, how are they going to see and know about it? But of course they have friends and there's so many apps now. I mean, it reads Facebook to them. It reads Instagram to them. So it was raising awareness and having that platform and also being new to Nevada. I wanted to be able to meet people, meet like-minded people, get out in the community. So everything just kind of like fell into place and motivated me to want to do it. Hmm. And, and so what was involved in, in Mrs. Nevada, uh, Miss Nevada competition? Oh my gosh, I think the biggest thing was soul searching, the interview portion where you really have to be on the ball and be able to answer every question, know who you are, what you want and what your favorite thing is, what you'll do with the title. It was really scary actually doing that deeper soul search because I, I suddenly realized I really didn't know who I was because I was transitioning careers as well. And then the fitness part of it as well. I mean, that was great for me. I was like, okay, I've got one section nailed because of my Mm -hmm. fitness background. And then the other one is evening gowns. So you get to put on a gown and feel glamorous and walk on stage with your husband. So it's just such a complete program that's very Mm -hmm. empowering and liberating as a woman. I really got so much out of it. I met so many great people and got so involved in the community. And where... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I think that set me up for creating a business because I had the support of the community because I'd been so involved in in it and given so many volunteer hours and being so philanthropic. So you've already got that great network of people. And where did that lead? Did that sort of go on to, did you compete in Miss USA or anything or what, what happened? I, I did. I competed in Mrs. United States and that was a really just incredible life-changing moment for me it was actually held in Orlando and the first time I came to the United States I was seven it was to Orlando 
And I remember saying to my parents, oh my gosh, I want to live in America. I love it. I think most kids do. They come to Disney World and they fall in love. But I've been mm. one of those people that's always been like, I want to do this. And I go for it. Mm. So coming full circle and having the opportunity, it's not something you can buy, it's something you earn, to be at Mrs. United States, to be chosen like to represent my state as someone who's not a born American, mm. that was incredible to me. And I actually placed top 15. Wow. Before we, when we, we were talking before we started recording, you mentioned about um, you were a former professional dancer and that's what took you to the States in the first place. Yeah, I was teaching at a stage school in New York and then I got on cruise ships for five years and was dance captain, got to travel the world, do a job I loved, interact with lots of people. You do a lot of courses on there actually in customer service, what to say to them, what not to say, how to interact with the guests and you're always on as a performer. And I actually met my husband on a beach in Barbados, which is how I eventually ended up over here. And so did, how did you go from being a dancer and, and ended up in sort of fitness and beauty and, and uh, fashion and so on? I was transitioning out of dancing because obviously, unfortunately, there's an age cap. And from not wanting to travel so much after getting married, it wasn't really so fair that mm. I was looking for an alternative and something to keep me in shape because when you get married, when you stop dancing, you tend to, the weight tends to creep on. Mm. So I got into the whole, I was also looking into the modeling world being in LA, but being on the shorter side and more mature side and looking for seeing what other people were doing. And I was mm-hmm. seeing all the magazines. It was like IFBB Pro, WBFF Pro. I'm like, what the heck is that? So I started mm-hmm. doing my research and realizing that when there's all these federations you could compete in, because I was obsessed with their bodies. I was like, I want to look like that. That's my motivation to get back in shape. I find that so inspiring to others as well. I'd actually been a personal trainer in London. I skipped a bit. I had a year off of dancing where I thought I was ready to transition and I did all my personal training, sports massage therapy, training in London and was working over there. So when I came to the United States, I kind of had that already going. And mm. that was my background, always like being very, or like pushing organic eating, organic living, natural produce, non-toxic products. So, okay, I was like, okay, I can compete and I combine all my fitness background and this is going to be awesome. And it's so hard. You have to have so much discipline when you're training for these. And luckily, the discipline from dancing kind of transferred into that. And I think having discipline transfers into everything in life, like especially as a business owner, because you have that discipline. You don't need someone giving you a kick to like, you've got to do this today. This is your schedule. You just do it. Mm. And that's how I got into the fitness world and got my pro card. And that really helped launch me and kind of get my name out there and give you all that um, that trust. People just, it puts you, it sets you apart as being an expert in your field. So I'm really grateful to the WBFF for that opportunity. And so once you set up this whole kind of fitness or empire, it seems to have gone into <laughs> since then. But what, what happened next? How did the, you end up in with the, the fashion and the beauty? So from there, it was such a long journey. I think as entrepreneurs, we like to dabble in everything, right? It's like the chocolate box of life. You see what you like, you put back what you don't like, and you're building all these skill sets one on top of the other. And I, when I moved to Nevada, the fitness industry, you're making an hour by hour. You're looking at other ways to create sources of income. And I looked at all these affiliate programs, and one of them was a, randomly, a dress company in New York called Faviana. And I worked with them for two years before winning. They were running a contest, and I actually became Miss Faviana, and, like, the face of their brand went out to New York to, like, hope 
help host their pre-Oscar event and their Oscar viewing party and really got involved and fell in love with the fashion world. And again, part of pageants, a lot of that is fashion as well. You have to find mm-hmm. your interview outfit, your swimsuit, your gown. You have to know what colors suit you, your body type, what makes you feel confident. And that also was giving me the beauty because doing the fitness and the competitions and the photo shoots, I was working with so many different makeup artists. And I'm like a sponge. So each time I'm with a different makeup artist, I'm like, oh, what are you using? Oh, I like that. What's that product? So I'm like taking photos of products and taking notes of how they're doing it and filming it and just gathering all this knowledge. And it's a whole part of it. So fitness is just one part of making you feel great. It's like mm. filling all the prongs and making it very holistic. So if I'm... Te- putting in like the beauty side of it and what I'm wearing and what I'm putting into my body with nourishment and working it out, suddenly it's more of a entire package and an entire lifestyle. So everything just tied together so nicely with that. And from the, your your fitness, what is it that you do that's, I mean, there's obviously loads of people um, offering various fitness products and courses and so on. What, what would you say you do that's this uh, different approach? Well, my catchphrase is like real talk, real life, real food, no BS. So besides offering FaceTime coaching, I'll do one-on-one with you wherever you are in the world. I'll do online programming. Every single week I do check-ins. I ask them to send photo progress. I ask them to send me sleep reports, emotion. I want to see how they're feeling, how they're sleeping, and how they're looking. And then I tailor their program off of that. It's not a generic off the out-the-box program because there's so many of those $99 and you'll get a month training and it's the same for everyone so I'm really Mm. taking into consideration how they're feeling because you have to feel great that's the whole point of fitness it's to make you feel better and Mm. for optimal longevity so that's one of the things and then the other one is just being real being realistic I don't endorse diets I do not believe in them because what happens when you stop it has to be a lifestyle so I'm very real with them they don't always like what I'm telling them because mm. it's not easy it's about a journey and making small lifestyle changes that will just add up over time and it's maintainable I have a separate Instagram called champagne diary I drink that's my lifestyle I like a drink I'm not going to give it up so it's being Mm. able to tell me you can have a drink you can have a cheat meal you just can't have a cheat meal every meal you know if you're eating that 80 20 90 10 you're going to look great and you're going to feel great because you're not depriving yourself so that's my approach to it and what would you say what do you feel that when people first come to you before you start speaking what do you think typically are their expectations is it just simply to lose weight I thought that's a lot a lot of them are actually at the point where they're having health issues and it's like the last straw and that's actually a really good starting point because it's like anything in life if you hit rock bottom or something's going on that's a huge motivation and having a why bigger than your why not is going to be the reason that you get started and you're motivated to keep you going. Mm. And so how are people finding out about you then? I'm pretty good at SEO. (laughs) So besides having done the competitions and Mrs. Nevada, which got my word out there and being very visible in our community, I'm always out there. Word of mouth is awesome, but, um, just, I do a lot of articles. I use Harrow, help a reporter out. It's not so big in the UK. It's big here. We send pictures and it backlinks to your site and that people mm-hmm. find me a lot that way as well, as well as posing videos. You know, I did a lot of WBFF shows, post them on YouTube and people are like, oh, maybe she can help pose. And then they reach out to me, but mainly Google mm-hmm. SEO. I don't pay for AdWords. It's all natural search results. 
So you mentioned before about some a couple of stories that you had, and one of the ones you were telling me about was the the, the call out hotel with the, the lip liner. Tell us yeah. tell us more about that. So my other company is Doors Custom Cosmetics. It's not just another lipstick company because we don't need any more of those. There's so many cosmetic companies. It's a luxury mm. custom experience, and it's actually custom cosmetics I make by hand with them. So with saying that, what I mean is. We customize the experience from the beginning. How many people is there? Are you going to come to our lipstick club? Are we coming to you? Are we going to a location? We'll go wherever you want to go. You can even FaceTime in your lunch break. I actually do it with, like, there's people in New York and in their lunch break, lawyers will FaceTime in, we'll create something in their lunch break, and it's cool. Or the office, like, coming in and looking at what we're doing because it's so different. It's cruelty-free. It's natural because that's everything, like I said, I've been building on from that very authentic, holistic living from the organic produce from... When did I do my personal training? 2005, I want to say, I did my personal training certification. So it's been a long journey and a lot of information going in. But anyway, so I'm getting a long way away from this story. I'm getting there, I promise. <laughs> so anyway, I had a lady call me out to do a party at her hotel for the custom lipstick. I went there, three of them absolutely loved it. And then the last lady, she wa- she wasn't loving it, and the light was fading. I said, I don't want. And they were in a rush to dinner. I said, I'm not going to leave you with a product you don't like that you're not 100 percent happy with. This is a custom service. Let me go away. I'll work on it in the lab. I'll bring it back to you. And mm-hmm. um, whilst we've been whilst I've been creating, I always like to. I'm creating around what they're telling me their problems are. So I listen and respond to make it custom. Like, are your lipsticks drying? Do you have dry lips? I mean, in the desert, we've all got dry lips. It's, it's just one of those things. So it's really important to have a hydrating product. Maybe they can't find the perfect shade. Okay, what is the shade you're looking for? What's, what are you not liking about the shades you're finding? Or what are you loving about your favorite color? And we'll go towards that. Do you want a lip plumper in there? What, like, what's going on? Really get to know them so we can customize around that. What scents and flavors do you like? So we can add the scent and flavor and they get to name it. I mean, this is custom above and beyond. Hmm. But and she she was mentioning she, her lipstick was feathering, but she wasn't using a lip liner. So that's my tip, ladies, as well. Like if you're not wearing a lip liner, oh guys, put on that lip liner or lock the lipstick in place. So when I went back, when I delivered the lipstick, the final project product, I also put in a complimentary lip liner and a lip gloss. So the lip liner was to show I was listening and responding to what she was saying, and I cared and showing her there was solutions. And the lip gloss was my apology for not being able to complete it in the time I was there, so that it was something extra, just that added bonus. So mm. I think it's really important when you say about exceeding expectations, that's not something they're expecting they wouldn't have even thought of. So it's just thinking outside the box. And what was her reaction? She was so impressed. She sent me this long email afterwards saying, you're a creative genius. I love it. You nailed it on the head. Thank you so much for all the other things and going above and beyond. We'll definitely refer you to other people. And that's where it comes from, like the referral, that word of mouth, because it just takes one word of mouth, one bad review that breaks you, especially as a small new business. Hmm. And so on, on that, if you do get, I mean, have you had any bad reviews and how have you, have you handled that if that has happened? Okay, knock on word. I'm trying to find something to knock on here. I haven't had any bad reviews, only good. But I think that's because I don't leave them until they're happy. I mm. talk with them. We like the whole. They watch the whole process, start to finish. And as I'm custom blending the color, I'm like, do you like want it lighter? 
darker, more sparkly, less sparkly. Do you what we, I have six different bases they can choose from, so I know their moisture level they're starting with. If it's going to be matte or cream, I'm listening and I'm creating around that. Do they, what scent do they want? They get to pick. I think there's like 150 scent and flavor combinations, and they can do it whatever level they like from really, really mild to really strong. So then it's not going to be too overpowering. It's not going to be too, too weak. It's based on what they like and what they're seeing as we go along. And if they don't like it when I've made it, I start again. I'm, I'm not afraid to make it again. This is custom. This is for you. This is what you've paid for. This is why you haven't just gone to the drugstore or your local department store and picked up a lipstick. This is what this is what custom service is. So I really make sure that they're happy before I leave and that they're honestly happy because I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I can tell. So it's mm. really, really working with them to make it perfect before we even leave. And before we even start, we have clear expectations. What are you looking for? What do you need? We offer so many different options. So it's not just lipsticks. We offer things they might not have th- thought of. So if they want to have a party, it's like, okay, well, would you like red, white or Red wine, we'll pour you a glass when you're there. Do you, or do you, are you all on like, are you pregnant? We'll just have water and we'll get rid of scents. Like, are there any scents that make you feel nauseous right now? We'll make sure they're not around you. Is there anyone mm. with nut allergies? Okay, we'll make sure there's no nuts in any of the products we bring to you or in the lab when you're there. Um, we offer gluten-free for people with celiac. We really try and have everything there. We have, oh, if you're having a party, we even offer Sin City alcoholic cupcakes or virgin cupcakes. We have professional hair and makeup services. So rather than people having to bounce from website to website and try and coordinate everyone, especially if you're tourists, right, you don't know the city, you don't know where to go. Like, I know, I've been, I was in Mrs. Nevada, I know the best makeup artists and hair people in town. Um, mm. Sin City Cupcakes is actually run by one of my sister queens. I eat them, so I know they're good. <laughs> I won't have anything mm. I haven't personally tried. But these are things you wouldn't normally think of getting when you're going to buy a lipstick. So it's making it that entire service for them that really leaves them with something exceptional, not just you know, oh, that was okay. Yeah, all right. It was satisfactory. It's like, wow, I'm going to remember that. It's about creating memories for them. Wait, and it sounds like you're giving them a real experience rather than just simply some products. Yeah, exactly. We really want to be experience-based and not just products because anyone can buy products. Anyone can give products. But especially now, I think it's becoming one of the things is to gift experiences because so many of us buy what we want when we want it. So it can be really hard buying a gift, especially one that shows thought. And I think people are becoming more conscientious, especially, you know, the, the new Gen X or they're like really into giving thoughtful products that have meaning and that are cruelty free and natural and have that feel good factor. So they mm. can even gift it to them and they're going to create something they can remember or they can do it together because doing something together, that's a really bonding moment and something you're going to be able to create memories together that you always have. And especially when you get to name it because you can name it after the event or your birthday or your name to really remember that period of time and that special day, especially for weddings. So you've been doing this for a few years. How do you see the, you know, I mean, the different industries you're in, beauty, fitness, fashion, how do you see these changing in the next sort of five, 10 years? I definitely see custom becoming a huge trend when people realize they don't have to buy out the box and off the shelf, that they can have something custom that isn't going to break the bank that's made for them. And then rather than having all these products, we're trying to do so much with so many different products. They've just got that, you know, maybe they're one red, one pink, one nude, rather than trying to blend 10 nudes at home to get the perfect nude. It's like giving them exactly what they want. And I definitely see everything going that way, as well as you'll see that everything's going cruelty-free. And that's why I won't manufacture in China. It's making it very natural, very non-toxic, which you're seeing even in cleaning products and everything, in the clothes we're wearing being more recycled and people being more eco-conscious. 
So that's a big trend I've tried to be ahead of because I think it's really important to be ahead of the trends and be an educator as opposed Mm -hmm. to trying to follow and fit into an already saturated market. And what about with fitness? Where do you see that going? I see it going the same way, but people realizing that diets don't work and that it is a lifestyle that they have to commit to. Whether there's so many, I feel like the classes are doing really, really well. The class studios, people realizing they don't have to just go to the gym to get a good workout. They can do all these classes. And if they can't afford classes, hit the stairs, hit a park, walk, do something, park your car further from your, from your work and your office. There are so many ways to incorporate it in our lives. I think people are getting smarter about how they move their body and what they put into their bodies. And on that, you, you talked about what they're putting into their body. So I imagine a lot of people come to you and they simply want to improve their fitness in some way. And when you start talking to them about nutrition, how do people often react? Did, oh, everyone Is everyone sort of fine with that? And, or are they some people, well, what's that got to do with, with fitness? No, I mean, there's so many people that have so many barriers to it and just aren't willing to make their change. It's literally your body is 90% made in the kitchen. There's mm. no getting around it. You can train with me every day of the week, but if you're not changing your diet, you're really not going to see changes. You're not going to feel changes. You're still going to have low energy levels. Your body's not going to be nourished. So you have to be willing to make those changes and you have to commit to them so my first exercise before I even work with anyone is to write down a list of whys and why nots and what I mean mm-hmm. is why they're going to work out what their goal is we'll set smart goals and their why nots what are your barriers what is stopping you is it the cookies is it your husband putting the chips in the house is it you know what do we need to remove what is going to your whys have to be stronger than your why not otherwise you're not going to stick to it and there is no getting around it it's just you have to have a strong enough why and it's making them realize you don't have to go what I'm saying diet I'm not saying diet like 30 days 12 weeks it's nutrition as a whole and it's Mm. not 100% clean because you're not going to stick to it it's just finding a balance finding what works for them finding what they're going to give up what they're not going to give up and then making it and around that then you can set realistic goals. If I know they're going to only do like 80% change in nutrition, then I'm going to tell them, okay, your goals aren't realistic. Let's set realistic goals based around what you're able to do. So I think setting those realistic starting points to begin with are key. And so I would imagine then once you've, once you've convinced people of the, um, the reasons why they should change their nutrition, and if they listen to you and, and make all those changes, they're going to see so many changes in their life, not just simply their fitness. Absolutely. They definitely do because it's not just having look like looking better. That's just a byproduct. It's feeling better. Right? Having more energy to play with your kids and your husband or wife, having energy to get up and go to work, having energy to want to go to the gym in the morning rather than, oh my God, I've got to crawl out of bed. I really don't feel like it. Seeing clearer skin, feeling more balanced hormones. Maybe you've got a better sex drive. There's so many knock-on factors to it. You know, They're going to probably take less medication and, and so on as well. Exactly. And especially here where medication is so expensive. So being able to reduce the meds you're taking is definitely an amazing side effect mm. but only obviously that's not something I can <laughs> recommend that's definitely on the doctors and not my side of things and and we you know obviously we're on a, on a podcast here and you've got your own podcast you started recently I have I have um, Glamour and Gains that came about because I've had my blog for a long time Fitness by Eve it was before that it was Angel v Devil and I've had readers follow me from the beginning. And one of them emailed me saying she was now visually impaired and could no longer read the blog. Could I put it in audio format? 
And my initial thought was that, well, that's really easy to do. I can run through it, run it through an app and, you know, just trans mm. transcribe the text to audio, but it just, it's not going to sound like me. It's not going to have the, the same interaction and in, intonations that I would have. Why don't mm. I create a podcast? Everyone else is doing it. I said, and that's mm. a great, a great funnel, right? Let's put it on there. I can promote, I can cross promote beauty and fitness and fashion and entrepreneurism and link it to Doors Custom Cosmetics and, give the same content, but make it so people can listen to it as well as read. Because to be fair, I don't think many people are reading anymore anyway. Or they don't, you know, we skim read, but we don't sit mm. down and read articles. So having it like, I know I listen to podcasts in the car or whilst I'm getting ready. So I mm. made them, they're all less than 15 minutes. So pe- women can listen to it whilst they're doing their makeup or cleaning their teeth or making their breakfast or in the car on their commute. So it fits into their life rather than taking time away from their life. Because let's be fair, none of us are gaining more hours in the day and we just keep adding to what we're doing. So I wanted to mm. make it very easy to listen to and very actionable like yours is that's what I love about your show it's all action tips and stories it's not just generic advice it's Mm. actual action tips so this was I'm going to give you three to five takeaways in every single episode that you can implement now so Mm. that was my goal behind creating that and do you interview people? I mean, what, what do you do on the shows? I do. Initially, because I'm only seven episodes in, it was me. And now I've been reaching out to different companies and businesses, hair professionals, makeup professionals I've worked with, so I know their work, and business owners to get their input. So I think it's interesting to have all these different ideas and tips from different people because they're teaching me things I didn't know either. So it's a mm. really good knowledge base. And how does the, the UK accent go down? I think Americans seem to love it. They're like, oh, whatever you say, we, we just we believe, we lap it up because it sounds so, <laughs> you sound so trustworthy and posh. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, if that works, I'm going to hang on to that English accent. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny from our side hearing an Essex, and I'm not denigrating an Essex, but no, an Essex no, no. accent uh, talked about as posh. That's quite, I know, that's quite I know. It's not, it's not the typical Essex accent, though, to be fair. No, no, I'll give <laughs> you that. It's a bit transatlantic now as well. It's <laughs> a mix of like Australian, American, English. No one knows what it is. <laughs> um, and there's another story you were telling me before about um, when you read uh, the E-Myth that really spoke to you when you read that book. Oh, my gosh. I read that whilst I was on vacation and it was bef- just before I was starting my company. I kind of got everything in place, but I was going back and that's when I was kicking off. It fired me up like nothing else. Don't get me wrong. It was scary, but I think mm. as business owners, we like to be scared, right? Because it means we're growing and we've got a new challenge coming on and we love a challenge because it's just, and I think about it, if you're not growing, you're dying. And one of my ballet teachers taught me that very early on. So growth has always been really important to me that it's not a destination, it's a journey. I'm sorry if that just sounds so cliche, but I'm just such a big believer in that. Mm. And it was so good to get this information before I started, because I can imagine how overwhelming it would be to read this book. Like he's got a lot of his case studies in there after you've already started your company and you're years in and you're trying to figure it out. So Mm. what it really, my takeaway from that, was to really structure your business, to have a really comprehensive, thorough, step-by-step manual for training your team. So that Mm. way you're always able to offer the same results, the same customer service, the same products, whoever's creating them while still giving your team creative freedom. Because no one wants to be stuck in a box with no creative freedom. They need room to grow. They need room to show their personality, especially in a creative industry like the cosmetic world and beauty world. 
and having that open door policy where they can keep coming to me with their feedback so we can all continue to grow and improve as individuals and as a company. So literally from day one, every Thing I was doing, I was writing down as a step, whether it was the ordering process for a product, how it was like measuring when we needed to order, where we were ordering from, every little step to calibrating and formulating and all the chemistry to every single product so that when someone reorders, so when you have your custom lipstick created, I write down the formula, it goes on your profile online and you can just click and reorder. You never have to go through that customization process again. But if mm. that's not written down, they're not going to get the same color again. So I'm going to be like, well, it looks like this. I'm just going to mix this and this and hope for the best. Or, mm. you know, a lot of manufacturers, they'll change labs where they're manufacturing and then you're getting a different color, even though it says it's the same name. So this mm. way it just keeps it really consistent. So that's probably my top tip. If you're starting a business or if you already have one, go through. It's time consuming. Every single process, step by step, write it down it's in a manual. So then every time you train someone, you're going to give them, okay, so that not everyone's going to be doing everything like you are as a business owner and you start delegating, but each person gets their thing. So it's really, really clear. There's no miscommunication. And I, that's, that's what I love about the E-Myth. They got a lot of good tips like that out of it. And was that, were you always in a habit of reading books or how did that come about? No, I mean, I did English literature when I did ballet and art at college. But I think that put me off books for a long time, actually, because you have to mm. so analyze them. Mm. I got into books probably, I'm not saying books like fiction, I'm talking educational books, growth, mm. entrepreneurism, stock markets, probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then podcasts, I didn't get, honestly, I was like, I don't get it. Why are you listening to people talk? Like, it's like talk radio. Mm-hmm. You know, grandparents do that. Mm-hmm. And then when I started listening last year, it just clicked. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much value bombs in this and golden nuggets I can take away. And this is mm-hmm. to say free masterclasses with the best business people in the world. Mm-hmm. I can, I can shape my business. I don't need to go to business school to do this. I mean, I did business and courses at Santa Monica College when I was in LA, but I'm getting so much out of this and you can take what you hear and make it work for your business, make it relevant. So Mm. it's like telling someone, it's like, okay, so not everyone's going to do the same diet, but if you have the same basis for nutrition, it's the same for everyone. You just tweak Mm. it to make it work for you. Mm. And which podcasts have you found particularly useful for your business? Besides yours? (laughs) I suck up there. No, I love yours because it teaches the customer service. And without customers, you don't have a business. I've heard so Mm. many people say, oh, my God, I'd love my job if it wasn't for the customers. Mm. Uh, You wouldn't have a business if you didn't have customers. (laughs) And, like, relationships are the core of any business, like good relationships with your vendors, with your customers, with your team. It's a Mm. whole relationship and networking. It's where people say they don't like networking events. You have to Mm. like networking. That's part of your job as a business owner to go out there and meet people. And Mm. then I love Entrepreneurs on Fire. That gets me Mm. so fired up. And then how I built this. Because, again, Mm. you get to really – I think it's really inspiring, especially for people – you know, everyone's got a different background. So knowing you don't have to come from money to start. You don't have to, you know, come from a certain area. Anyone can do this. As anyone with a passion, with discipline, and who's not afraid to take risks – can do this so that was they're my they're my three favorite podcasts i listen to all the time and as far as you mentioned before that you know your clients are not just in the u.s there there's in many other countries is there is it mostly u.s or is it quite sort of internationally spread it's mainly u.s east coast west coast i don't do much of middle america but east coast west coast seems to be where most of my clients are 
And is there any UK clients? There are. They. It's harder to do because of the time difference, mm-hmm. but we make it work. And there's so many good trainers there as well. So if there's an issue with time difference, I have a lot of trainers over there. I can personally endorse and recommend because I've worked with them and know them. So where, where would you like your business to be in, say, five, ten years? I would, so at the moment I'm working on scaling because I think mm-hmm. as a business you have to be able to scale and I can't make everything by hand and my team can't all the time. So I would love to be, have a custom lipstick bar in Harrods, Selfridges, Fortnum and Mason, you know, because that's my heritage. I'm from England. I, that, and they're like the pinnacle of the stores in England that mm. people from all over the world go to and to be able to offer that custom service to the luxury clientele there and just everyone because it's affordable to everyone for gifts, especially, oh my God, like you can imagine me like the Christmas halls there, just <laughs> custom blending for people. I think it'd be such a great thing and it's not in England. So to be first to market, there would be that's my goal is to be in those stores fantastic well just i mean what are your general views about exceeding expectations it's it's the wow factor right it's not a satisfactory factor because that's not memorable and for me i'm creating experiences so it has to be memorable i have to listen i have to respond i want it to be fun for them i want it to be fabulous i want to make it seamless so they can relax especially on a wedding day you're stressed out enough as it is that you want to have come in have your makeup done know you're going to look amazing to be able to offer amazing gifts and then with the fitness side just to make people feel amazing from the inside out for, and that to be their new lifestyle, to change their life, which you have the power to do as a trainer. You can change someone's life and get rid of so many medical issues. Hmm. Where, if people want to find out more about you, Eve, where, where would they go to? Uh, I'm everywhere. It's easy. I keep the same thing for most things. So for Instagram and Facebook, it's going to be at Eve Doors. And then my websites are Doors Custom Cosmetics, D-A-W-E-S, not like windows and doors. It's spelled a little bit differently. <laughs> uh, or fitnessbyeve.com, depending if you're looking for cosmetics and gifts or if you're looking for fitness. And there's tons of free information on the fitness blog because I believe in making it accessible to all, whether you can afford a trainer or not. This way you're getting free information. And it doesn't cost anything. And your podcast was uh, Glamour by Gains, was it? Glamour and Gains. Glamour yeah. and Gains, mm-hmm. okay. So just, just to, before we finish, you, uh, we were talking before about your, there's a quote you particularly love. Yep. <laughs> it was, today's greatest labor is tomorrow's greatest time-saving device. Why I love that is because it doesn't let you procrastinate. It's like, I have my to-do list, I get it done. As soon as it's on the list, I'm doing it, I check it off, I move on. Because you never know what's going to be around the corner tomorrow. My RSS feed to validate my podcast was down. If I hadn't done all my tasks for the day, there's no way I would have that spare time to be able to work on fixing that. Or if there's an event that comes up last minute and I can just drop everything and go, I went to St. Jude's, wine women and shoes event on Sunday because I'd already done everything I had that time so it's like really about just cracking on (laughs) the thing about this quote is it was in my mother-in-law's well my sister's mother-in-law's bathroom growing up as a kid because there's there's an age gap between my sister and I and that was literally instilled in me for a child. That's what how I saw it. That's what I took. And that's how I was living my life. And then someone asked me for my favorite quote the other day. And I came up with this. And I was looking for the person who it was said by. I could not find this quote anywhere online. The only person it's coming up by is by Eve Dawes. Like, this is really <laughs> hard. What's going on? So I was just like, oh, okay. I finally got down to the root of it. Now, the original quote is by Winston Churchill. I don't remember exactly what it is. 
but it was the exact opposite. Basically, to just tell you to live your life and do it, put it off and do it tomorrow. So it was weird how my mind, even as a child, had taken on that, just reversed a quote and made it my own and just gone in that direction. I'm kind of glad I did read it back to front because I don't want to be a lazy and cut off till tomorrow. <laughs> well, Eve, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and best of luck for your business in the future. Thank you so much. It was wonderful talking to you. I really appreciate you having me on your show. Next week, episode 42 is with Jason Wasser. He's a a licensed therapist and certified entrepreneurial coach. And he believes that one should always provide way more value than the cost was received. He's the owner of the Family Room Wellness Associates, which is a a mind-body practice that integrates therapy, coaching, nutrition, and um, some chiropractic as well. Uh, He tells some some quite interesting stories, and so we're going to hear a lot more about Jason in next week's episode. Please do leave a review. Please do share the podcast with anyone who you think might get value out of it, and hope you have a great week. Great week.